Good day, and welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Belly Harper, and today I am in focus with the hypocritical oath. Best to try living a life without loopholes. The music I'm listening to comes from Adam Levine and Maroon 5. An acoustic set done about 17 years ago. The song is appropriately Sunday morning. Um, I'm going to start with the definition of hypocrisy. Which is roughly people claiming to have moral standards or beliefs that they do not comply with. A pretense. A ruse. Whatever you want to call it. They're not true to themselves. Thereby not being true to us. Now, um, I'm going to give you, I, I do research these things and I'm just going to give credit to, let me see, the Washington Post, uh, columnist, columnist Daniel Paquette from the Washington Post. There's Vox Magazine, Vox Magazine from Spain and um, BMC Medicine from Australia it's where I did a lot of this research. And basically, basically I do podcasts sometimes based on triggers, things I see words I hear, conversations I have. Well, the other day I'm in the car and I'm listening to a trailer for a movie. And they state that after the trailer, they said that the movie is rated aura. Uh, under 17 may not be admitted without a parent. Yeah. Under 17, you cannot go to this R-rated movie unless your parent is with you. How many of you are laughing now? Because how many of us under 17 have gone to these movies? In the 70s, I saw The Exorcist and I might have been 14 years old. Wasn't nobody but us. So that set me in, in, in motion. And it made me think about that 17 thing. Okay. I saw the movie Good Boys, which is a really funny movie with three 12-year-old kids as the title characters. The movie was rated R. So you have kids who make a movie that can't even go in and see the movie that they are starring in. How much sense does that make? And then on a grander scale, think about this. You can't see a movie without a parent at age 17, but as soon as you turn 18 years old, you can go into the armed forces and you can buy a gun. Oh no, you can't buy a handgun. That would be absurd. You can buy a long gun. In all 50 states, a rifle, a shotgun of some kind, you can buy it once you turn 18. Now again, we are a country of, of people who are really morally stand-uppish, right? Okay, so put this in your, in your pipe and smoke it. 21, you can buy a handgun. From a licensed dealer 18 you can't But 18 you can buy a gun From anybody In a private setting Or at a gun show So 17 you can't see an R rated movie 18 You can buy a licensed Or an unlicensed firearm Oh 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 And then in a lot of states you can drink then too Although a lot of places you can't drink legally until you're 21. So, can't see a movie at 17, can buy a long gun at 18, 
go in the army at 18, can't have a drink till you're 21. Yeah, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? We're built on such hypocrisy in a lot of different things, in a lot of different areas, and it's not being addressed because lots of times it's legally baked into what we do or who we are. But these are all things we can change. These are things that need to be changed. And these are things that we can change. So if we put the right people in the right places, the right things would happen. Um, this song. These are all live performances I'm playing today, too. Now, if you've never heard of the name Jimmy Wayne, he's a tenor country singer from North Carolina. Um, Daryl Hall of Hall & Notes has a TV show and had one for many years called Daryl's House. The song that you're about to hear is Jimmy Wayne singing Sarah Smile, which is a staple of Hall & Oates. And we always thought nobody could sing it like Daryl Hall. I stand corrected. This is Jimmy Wayne. It's not Daryl Hall, it's Jimmy Wayne. Beautiful voice. Okay, I'm getting the song is Sarah Smile. I'm getting back to where, I'm, where I was now. So, to me, that's just plain hypocrite, being, being hypocrites. Let's talk about children. Uh, not to mention that the first thing we tell our children to believe in, if you're of a Christian faith, um, is Santa Claus. One of the first things I should say. But let's believe in Christmas. Let's believe in Santa Claus coming down a chimney when we live in the projects and bringing presents to all the boys and girls. So we start them off with a lie. But we want them to tell the truth all the time. Okay? Secondly, I want to talk about drug-free zones around schools. Now, the premise of a drug-free zone is that we want to protect our children. We want to keep them safe. So if you are caught manufacturing, distributing, distributing or possessing drugs in a certain distance, I guess a mile or something around a school, which is, which is deemed a drug-free zone, the penalties for these crimes now increase. They either double or they triple, depending on the crime, or the color of the person committing the crime, but the penalties double or triple if you're caught doing this in a drug-free zone. Okay, here's my question. How many houses are in that drug-free zone? Sadly, how many possibilities are there are for parents with children in those houses to be manufacturing, distributing, or possessing Drugs. Is that house considered a drug-free zone because it's in the same distance as it is to the schools? And let's even stop talking about the drug part of it. How many kids get up today with the fear of going to school, not that somebody's going to hand them a joint, but that somebody might shoot them? And what are we doing as a society to protect them? Are we putting extra police at every entrance and every exit in every school, which we should do? Are we putting up metal detectors at every entrance and every exit in every school, which we should do? The question is, the answer is no. 
No, but we love our children. I never went to school with the fear of being shot. I never had to take drills in school, active shooter drills. And if you had, I pray for you, I feel sorry for you. That should not be. How do you capably learn in an environment where you have to take active shooter drills at 12, 13, 14, 15? And now even in elementary schools, they're doing it. But keep them away from drugs. Keep them away from drugs. But let's arm the teachers with guns too. Hypocritical. This guy, guys, his voice is something else. The hypocritical nature of our society sometimes is sad to live with. Um, but again, I'm not talking about things we can't change. Things that we can do if we put the right people in the right places to do them. I guarantee you any 17-year-old who's been in high school, once they turn 18, like the kids in Parkland in Florida and the kids in Chicago, once they turn 18, they are ready to vote. And they're ready to vote people out who have no concern for their welfare when they're in school. Okay? This is the late, great Amy Winehouse. The song is The Tears Dry On My Own. Um, hmm. If we find it, if we find it immoral, and if we think that it's not right, yet we do nothing to change it, that's hypocritical behavior. How does that work? How do we teach our children to do the right things when we are not doing the right things ourselves? Um, okay, let me give you one more. Marijuana. It is a federal crime to possess or sell marijuana. Marijuana is a Schedule One drug. Uh, it's on the same schedule. Schedule One drugs basically mean that there are drugs that have no medical use. Okay, I'll wait till you stop laughing. Drugs that have no medical use at all. They're just for recreational purposes. So marijuana is on the same schedule as heroin. It has abusive tendencies, it can be abusive, it can be addictive, and it has no medical use. Okay? Marijuana and heroin are Schedule 1 drugs. Guess what's the Schedule 2 drugs? Guess what Schedule 2 drugs are? Schedule 2 drugs do have some medical use, some medical need. Two, two Schedule 2 drugs I would speak of would be cocaine, and methamphetamine, meth. Those are Schedule Two drugs, so they can be used in medical. I guess because Sigmund Freud got high, so that makes it legitimate. But marijuana is a Schedule One drug, so the federal government—it's illegal to sell or possess marijuana. But 26 out of 50 states have some form of decriminalizing marijuana and 47 out of 50 states have some form of allowing marijuana to be used whether medically 
or recreationally, 47 out of the 50 states allowed the use of marijuana. The three states not allowing it would be, I believe, Nebraska, South Dakota, and the other one escapes me right now, but I know Nebraska and South Dakota are too. Here's the other thing, 11 states decriminalize it, no penalty, and it's all recreational. But out of those 11, interestingly enough, only four are on the East Coast. Um, Maine, Massachusetts, Illinois, and Michigan. So, I'm in, I live close to the District of Columbia. Here's the thing, and, I, and we have dispensaries in the District of Columbia. Now, are they legal? No. Does everybody know they're there? Yes. Um, in the District of Columbia, you are allowed to possess up to two ounces of marijuana. You're, in the district, you're allowed to possess up to two, mar- two ounces of marijuana, but you cannot purchase it legally. You can possess it, you can smoke it, but you can't purchase it legally. Listen to the hypocrisy that that brings into play. How can I smoke it? How can I possess it if I'm not allowed to buy it? Hypocrisy at its highest form. But in our country, we also built in layers and layers upon layers of loopholes. You guys remember the, the, the crack versus cocaine penalties we had, where if you sold crack, which is cheaper, and junk sold on the streets, you get three times the penalties if you sold cocaine, which is powder, which is sold in Wall Street and offices and all that. Crack got you three times the penalty of cocaine. The other difference in that is crack was usually sold by darker people. Cocaine by people of a fairer skin color. Hypocrisy at its highest form. This is Michelle Branch with Carlos Santana. The song is a little bit of love, a little bit of this. Too many times in the society we do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a whole lot of nothing. What these laws come down to and and what, what we're doing is we're chasing the dragon. In drug terms, you're chasing the dragon. You're doing nothing to change things. You're allowing things to be status quo so the people who can make money, that we want to make money, can. Why can marijuana be sold in 50 states or 47 states and still a federal penalty? I think because the government hasn't found a way to tax it. Pretty plain and simple. Just like Prohibition from 1919 to 1932, when that went out, it didn't stop people from drinking. It made a lot of people rich. Once I think the government finds a way to tax and control the sale of marijuana, which they never will, then it will be legal. Until then, we have to live the hypocritical oath. Whether it's with marijuana, whether it's with our drug-free zones in schools, whether it's with gun sales to 18-year-olds. Again, you can legally buy a gun in 50 states at a gun show if you're 18 years old. 
You can't buy it from a licensed dealer, but you can buy it from a neighbor. You can buy it from an unlicensed dealer, which is somebody on the street. You can't, you get three times the penalty if you sell a bag of weed within a drug-free zone, whether it be elementary, junior, high school, or high school. But if my house is in that drug-free zone and I'm manufacturing meth for sale and distribution, is the penalty the same? And oh, by the way, if Jimmy, Johnny, Susie, Bobby, Billy, Marcus, anybody decides to take a rifle or a sawed-off shotgun or a, a assault weapon to school and shoot up the school, there's no way to stop that because there's no metal detectors. There's nothing like that. Not to mention all the things we just said about marijuana. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a whole lot of nothing. Let's change this, please. Talk to your friends. Let them talk to you. This is the Talk It Out Podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Don't be a hypocrite. <laughs>